I have the pleasure of introducing um, our speaker for this evening. Randy Shepard is an ordained minister in the Free Methodist Church, and she and her husband Chris pastor a house church movement in Toledo called Everyday Church. She's got a couple of awesome diplomas and all sorts of qualifications, <laughs> a couple adorable girls, um, but she's also one of my best friends. Randy and I met in 2005 <laughs> when we lived in the same dorm on the same floor at Spring Arbor University, but it wasn't until 2014 that we began connecting as friends thanks to something called the internet and a blog. <laughs> now she's probably my closest confidant and I'm so grateful for her. I find it especially fitting to have her with us tonight as we embark on our journey toward the birth of the Christ child. Because just five months ago, Randy attended to me while I labored and delivered our Junia Elizabeth in June. She is strong and truthful, compassionate and gentle, and we are in good hands tonight. So would you join me in welcoming Randy? Thank you. Love you. I am so excited to be here. This is the first time I actually get to be here while Melanie is here. I've preached twice uh, at Monroe while she's been gone. And so we were talking about how fun it was going to be to get a partner together for an event. And so tonight, just as we start, I actually want to invite you, start with an invitation. I want to invite you to pause. And as we're entering into the Advent season, as we're entering into the Christmas season, I would like each of us just to to think about the things that take up space in our minds right now and in our hearts. And I actually have these cards. If somebody could help me pass them out. And I'd like just each of you guys to take one of them and write down on one side of the paper just three things. I'm not going to make you share them with anybody, and I'm not going to ask you what they say. But just write down three things that are taking up space in your mind, in your heart, It can be as simple as the Christmas shopping you have to do. It can be something as serious as the medical issues that you're facing. It can be anything. Just what is it right now that's occupying your mind and your heart? And as we write these things down on our paper, um, I'm going to offer it up in a minute as just a prayer that here we are, Lord, emptying out a little bit of space so that we can find uh, some room for you and what you might have for us tonight, what you might desire to say to us tonight. So go ahead and do that. And you can turn it over if you don't want your neighbor to peek at it or <laughs> anything. Like I said, it's not meant to, sh- you don't have to share it with anyone. You can keep writing if you are, but I'm going to go ahead and pray for us, and then jump into this next thing I was going to say. Lord, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you that in the busyness of life, in the midst of whatever we have going on, that we can take moments like this to simply just pause, to be together, to be with you. And Father, I just ask that you would meet us here tonight in whatever way, Lord, We're needing to experience you. I pray, God, that you would just have something for us. That we would be able to hear you clearly. And that you would move, Lord, in the lives of these women before me. Amen. 
So Melanie gave me this uh, invitation to come here a few weeks ago and she said the topic's Advent and so usually what I do when I start a message is I pray and I say okay God what is it that you have for us and I try to listen and and really hear what God would maybe want to say to you to me for the group Um, but then my preparation also goes a little bit like this and I don't have a whiteboard but you can imagine me just like furiously like taking notes and making a plan and so I start with, what, what is Advent? What does Advent mean? And so it comes from the word, uh, the Latin word for coming. That's actually what it means, coming. And it's this season in the Christian church. It starts after Thanksgiving, and it's bef- up till Christmas. It's every Sunday. And we reflect and we anticipate during this season the birth of Jesus, the coming of God into the world as a baby. But then if you go deeper than that, and you want to really know... But is there more? It becomes this threefold type of thing. And so you have the Old Testament, which if you're not from church or you don't really read the Bible, the Old Testament is the first half of the Bible. That's the simplest way to explain it. And you find the prophets in the Old Testament writing about this coming of Jesus. So this is the first way we can understand Advent. And this was this thing that was so far off, but it was so desired. Because it was a promise that a Savior was going to come into the world. And we see it even as early as Genesis, the very first book of the Bible. In chapter 12, God's talking to Abraham and he says, The whole earth is going to be blessed through you. You are going to be a blessing because he's going to have a child who would have a child who would have a child. And eventually, this Savior was going to come. And then we have Isaiah the prophet that says, To us, a child is born, he will be called, and it's a popular Christmas verse, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we see this glimpse in the Old Testament of this anticipation of this Savior that is going to change the world. But then if you read the New Testament, so the second half, which is when Jesus does come, there's still this longing for a coming. There's this longing for Jesus to be more than just this baby that was born in a manger and this miracle birth. But you see that these people in the New Testament needed somebody that would impact their everyday life and that would truly and physically save them. And so people would actually line the streets and they would chase after Jesus because they were coming to seek the Savior. They needed somebody that would heal them, that would restore them, that would give them life, that would raise up their dead when they had no other hope, that could change the trajectory of whatever course they were on, maybe because they put themselves on it or maybe because of somebody else. They were on this life and they needed a change. And so people sought out and were coming constantly to Jesus. And we have that word again, coming. But then Jesus sought out the ones that didn't. Come to him. He came to the adulterous woman who was about to be stoned to death. He came to this woman sitting by a well that was rejected by the rest of society. He came to the thief that was up in a tree because he couldn't be around society. And I even think about this when he came to the liar, the betrayer, his disciple that turned him over, Judas. At one point, Jesus had come to him and said, follow me. So Jesus was constantly still coming to people, and people were coming to him. And so we see the stories of the prophets 
in the Old Testament about somebody they didn't know. But then we see the stories of the people in the New Testament who are experiencing this tangible, life-changing saving amongst them. And then woven throughout the whole thing, see, this is why I need my whiteboard. Because it's, you got New Testament, Old Testament, the whole thing. We see that there's still a final coming to be had. There's a time when God will right the wrongs once and for all. And scripture says it's a promise of new heaven, new earth. There's no more crying, no weeping, no pain, no death. And it's going to be a full restoration of everything that the earth should have been in the first place. And so then I'm excited as I'm preparing this because I'm like, think of all the things we could talk about, which may not excite you because you guys, you know, just have to like listen. So it's, it's always more fun, I think, to do the talking. Um, but, you know, I, I think we could talk about Isaiah, who knew there was this coming of a savior, but he would never live to see it fulfilled, right? We could talk about Simeon and Anna who were in the temple and they knew the Savior was coming and they were elderly and they, God had promised them, you will not die until you see the Savior come. And they didn't. And we could talk about the songs that people sang and these prophecies that people said or when the first church experienced the coming of the Holy Spirit and it filled their whole midst and they went into the whole world because it was so powerful they couldn't, it couldn't be contained. We could talk about John. John wrote this last book of the Bible. He wrote about what this final coming would look like. And so then my prayers turned to God and I said, okay, God, what is it that you would have us talk about? What is it for tonight that you would like for this group of women that's come here? Should we talk about the Old Testament? Should we talk about the New Testament? Right? Do you want us to talk about how you did come or you will come or you are coming right now? There's so many. And this is what I felt like God said. And then I was like, that's not really an answer. <laughs> so a few days went by, and I pray that again, and I just hear nothing. And so I finally told God, listen, <laughs> not really, but, you know, something like this. <laughs> Did you guys say yes? My church, people from my church are here. They know I'm bossy. I try not to boss God. It's true. Uh, I said, if you don't give me something to talk about, then I am going to have to talk about Hallmark movies because that's all I'm watching and you don't want me to take my sermon about Christmas from a Hallmark movie. And I heard nothing. What? Yeah, they are. That's true. I do like them. No, I heard nothing. Right? So then I go back and I watch two Hallmark movies. Um, no. But so then I woke up one morning and I really felt like I heard the voice of God. And so again, if that's something you're not familiar with, I just like to say these things because I want it to be inclusive and I want you to know that even if you're somebody that maybe hasn't experienced hearing the voice of God, that, that's not off the table for you. And so for me, typically it's a calming voice, but it comes from deep inside, it's a lot of times a thought that I know is not mine, but that is one that I'm like, that is something I should pay attention to. And I just hear, wait. And so then I say, 
Yeah. That's a great point, God. So this waiting, do you want to talk about in the Old Testament, the New Testament, do you want to talk about how you did come? Like, how do we incorporate that? But the silence, God said, the silence. Maybe there doesn't have to be a point made. And if we just let it be silent, knowing what we know, that God is coming, that God did come, that God will come again. Maybe the only thing for us tonight, or maybe the most important thing for us tonight, is to think about how are we going to respond to that. So it's not even me what I can tell you. I think it's what God might have to say to you tonight. And so I think the flip side of coming is this waiting. And I think it can be hard to wait. I think we don't always understand what waiting looks like. I have a four-year-old daughter, and her big thing right now is to ask for lunch or a snack. And I say, sure, I'd love to give you a snack. And then she says, I need it right now. And I I actually have to go get it out of the cabinet to give it to you right now. But there's this concept of it's coming, but you have to wait. But the waiting doesn't fully comprehend in her mind. And so this Advent season, I think, gives us, which is something we should be practicing in our daily lives, and our spiritual lives, but I think the Advent season is a gift because it allows us to enter into that and to practice it together. Um, maybe if we haven't been practicing it, it gives us a time when we can step into that. And so I think just as we talk about, as we talk about waiting... What would that look like in our lives? I just kind of want to make the point that some of us don't do waiting well. Some of us are the people that don't want to give God the chance to show up. Or we need to have the control. and Or we know that we can get it done because we're skilled and we're confident. And so to trust God in the waiting... It's something we're just not maybe good at. Some of us, this is more of a category I fall into, but we feel too uncomfortable waiting. And so we like to stuff our lives with stuff so that we may not even know that we were waiting anymore because it's like, what waiting? Oh, no, I'm, I'm great. I'm watching movies and hanging out with these people. And, oh, I was waiting for God. No, I, f- I forgot about all that because my focus went from here to here with all these things that I can put in So I forget that I'm even waiting or needing to wait for something over here. I think some of us can grow hard in the waiting times or bitter, possibly. And I think sometimes some of us can even just write off God altogether and just say, well, he's not coming. He didn't come. That's that's a big one. Um, And some of us may have no idea that we even should be waiting. I always think about the shepherds when I say that. The shepherds were the first people that knew about Jesus' birth, and I think they didn't even know. They didn't even know they were waiting for anything. And the angels showed up, and they were amazed, and like, wow, there was something I should have been waiting for. 
And so I think tonight there's a lot of things that we can teach about Advent. There's a lot that we can teach about scripture passages. There's a lot of deep theological thoughts um, that you can unpack. But nothing that I can say tonight, and this is really truly what I believe the message that God has for us, nothing that I can say can compare with you guys simply creating space in your life to have a spiritual moment, to open yourselves up to God, um, to just put down the list, right? And to say, can you meet me right now in this place, even for five minutes? And so tonight we have this opportunity, we're all here, and Mel said I could do whatever I wanted, so... (laughs) Um, I'd like us to just practice this. And I'd like us to have just five minutes tonight to wait um, in silence. And I know it can be hard. It can be really uncomfortable and weird, too, when you're doing it in a group like this. And you're like, we're at this fun tea. And, um, but there's one thing that I know. And it's, it's the truest thing I think I know. But it's just that we need God in our lives. And one of my favorite quotes that I read about Advent simply says this, we need him to come. Our world is messed up and we are messed up. And so we need that Savior. Um, And so it's my desire tonight just that that God would meet you, that that we could wait together, um, that as we start this season, that maybe it's something we can take with us and continue practicing through Christmas, maybe beyond, if we're really rebellious. Um... And so on the flip side of your card, I just invite you guys as we enter into this silence to write down um, if you hear from God. If there's anything that you would, um, that he would say to you tonight. Or if there's any other business that you need to do with God too. Because sometimes there's some of that that stands in the way before we can get to that place where we really are ready to hear. So let me pray for us one more time, and um, I'm going to step away. Father, your love for us is so great. You come into our lives. Um, But Lord, we want to be ready, and we want to be open to that. God, we need you. Our world is messed up. We are messed up. We really need you, God. And God, I just think if we were to all commit our lives to you, if we were all to just be able to experience your great love for us and trust in that, Lord, how this world would change, how we would change, how our families would change. It's you that we need, God. And so I pray, Father, I pray for open ears and open hearts and open minds here. And I pray, God, that you would just be there, God. That you would show up. That your love would speak and fill these ladies' lives. That it would cover the hurts. That it would answer questions. That it would bring healing. Put us on a different trajectory, Lord one that's just so sold out to you that everything changes. In Jesus' name.
God, as we come, as we come to this Advent season, help us to practice stillness. Help us to practice silence. Help us to be intentional about waiting and listening when the world tells us to hurry up and rush and consume. I pray for those here who are waiting for your healing. I pray for those who are waiting for an answer. I pray for those who are waiting with excitement. We rejoice. I pray for those who are waiting in fear and trepidation. We hold space. I pray this season would be holy and peaceful. In Jesus' name, amen.